Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Apostle Reddick introducing to you today Evangelist Reed as she teach her message tonight for her session about Christ. So without further ado, I introduce to you Evangelist Reed. Good evening, everyone. Um, give me just one moment. Okay. Okay, good evening, everyone. I am going to go ahead and start this off in prayer. Dear God, I come to you this evening to say thank you for this day that you have blessed us with to be in the land of the living, Lord. I pray that you please bless my tongue to be able to deliver this message properly and please allow it to reach those who need to hear it. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 All righty. Good evening, everyone. I everyone's okay. Tonight, I am going to be talking about decided ungodliness. And I am going to start by reading out of the book of Jeremiah, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And um, if you are turning in your Bible, just let me know when you're ready. So, uh, in Jeremiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, and see now, and know, and seek in the Lord, and seek in the broad, sorry, and seek in the broad places thereof. If ye can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. And though they say, The Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They have refused to return. Therefore I said, Surely these are poor, they are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. I will get me unto the great men, and I will speak unto them, for they have known the way of the Lord, and the judgment of their God. But these have altogether broken the yoke, and burst the bonds. Wherefore a lion out of the forest shall slay them. And a wolf of the evenings shall spoil them. A leopard shall watch over their cities. Everyone that goeth out since shall be torn in pieces. Because their transgressions are many. And their backslidings are increased. How shall I pardon thee for this? 
Thy children have forsaken me, and sworn by them that are no gods. When I had fed them to the full, they then committed adultery, and assembled themselves by troops in the harlots' houses. They were as fed horses in the morning, everyone neighed after his neighbor's wife. Shall I not visit for these things, saith the Lord? And shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? Go ye upon her walls and destroy, but make not a full end. Take away her battlements, for they are not the Lord's. For the house of Israel and the house of Judah have dealt very treacherously against me, saith the Lord. So this evening we are speaking on decided ungodliness and um, one of the first topics that I want to talk uh, to speak on uh, those who have refused to return so who have refused to return those who have said as much with unusual honesty or presumption they have made public declarations that they will never quit their sinful ways. Those who have made a promise to repent but have not performed it. Those who have offered other things instead of practical return to God. So things such as ceremonies, religiousness, morality, and the like. And those who have only returned in appearance. Formalists mere professors and hypocrites so what we're speaking on in this um in this particular topic um talking about those who have promised to ask for god's forgiveness but have not actually asked so uh they have made a promise to repent but have not actually performed it so um you know they're promising god that they're going to come and repent for their sins ask for forgiveness and things like that but they are not actually asking for forgiveness and they're continue to live in you know live their lives and have not asked for his forgiveness when they need to um all need to be careful that they are not returning their sales to god just for the look so when i speak on um those who have only returned in appearance so don't don't come to god just because you know it looks good it, it seems like you know, it's good. Make sure you're returning, you're giving your life back to the Lord, um, you know, to honor him with your obedience. Uh, the next topic I want to speak on is uh, what this refusal unveils. So the refusal to return back to the Lord and uh, turn from sin. Uh, what this refusal unveils what this refusal unveils. It unveils an intense love of sin, a want of love to the great father who bids them return, a despising of God. Did you they say, reject his counsel. I'm sorry. Did you say a wanted love of God? Before despise? No. A want of love. To the great father a want of love okay thank you i'm sorry go ahead oh no problem um so that was a 
want of love uh, to the great father who bids them return. So they, they do want the love of the father, um, but they're refusing to, you know, turn their life back over to him. Um, this refusal unveils also a despising of God. They reject his counsel. Those who refuse um, to turn back to the Lord, they reject his counsel. They reject God's counsel, God's command, and, you know, even God himself. Um, it is a resolve to continue in evil. This is their proud ultimatum. They have refused to return. And uh, it unveils a trifling with serious concerns. They are too busy, too fond of fun, um, and they think there is not another time yet. Well, there is another time yet. So they, they think they have all the time in the world. Um, and what we're speaking on in, in this topic with, um, with this refusal unveiled, like just to go into a little bit of depth, um, those who refuse to turn their life to God, um, they, they are showing their love of sin, their love of the world, and not of God's kingdom. Uh, they have made the choice to continue living in sin. Um, and, you know, they may think to themselves, you know, I'm, I'm not actually choosing to live in sin. They don't, you know, just come out and say, I'm choosing to live in sin. But with the choices that they're making by not returning their life to God, um, as soon as they know they should, as soon as they, as soon as it's placed in their hearts, um, those people are, you know, essentially making a choice to continue living in sin, uh, living in the world, living for the world. And I did want to read a uh, short verse from the book of Psalms. It's Psalms chapter thirty-four. verses 13 and 14 and this is in regards to um you know living in sin uh the resolve to continue in evil and this is what the bible says so psalm 34 it says psalm 34 chapter chapter 34 verse 13 um keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So that's what we should be doing. Um, but those who choose to continue with their uh, life of living in sin and doing evil in the world, um, you know, they're not following these these commandments. And, um, you know, these are in the Bible, so we should definitely, when we love the Lord, we love God, we want to honor him and, you know, keep his word. So keep thy tongue, we should be keeping thy tongue from, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God and depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. All right. And another topic that I wanted to touch on is what is the real reason of this refusal? It may be self-conceit. Perhaps they dream that they are already on the right road. It is at times 
sheer recklessness. The man refuses to consider his own best interest. So when I say the man, I do mean, um, you know, men and women living in the world um, refusing to consider their own best interest. They resolve to be a trifler. Death and hell and heaven are to him as toys to sport with. So they're playing with their life and they're playing with, uh, you know, their afterlife as well. It is a dislike of holiness that lies at the bottom of it. Men cannot endure humility, self-denial, and obedience to God. So they can't endure those things. Humility, self-denial, and obedience to God. It is a preference for the pleasant above the eternal future. From the cross, the Lord Jesus calls on you to return. Patient home. So, um, you know, that last one I just read is, is very important. From the cross, the Lord Jesus calls on you to return. Hasten home. But when it's on your spirit, when it's in your heart that you need to be turning your life back to Christ, or you know that and you're aware um, that the things you've been doing are not God-like and you need to start changing, you know, don't wait. Turn your life back to the Lord. Um, and just to go a little bit, a little bit in, more in depth about those reasons I just stated um, in regards to what is the real reason of this refusal. So those reasons are, you know, one of them is they are, those people are about self, um, meaning they are not seeking Christ. They say they love Christ, but they are not truly seeking him. They're leaning on their own understanding and not the Lord's understanding. What I say to you is don't be reckless with your life. Don't be reckless. Don't be reckless with your life like this um, because Christ will return for his children. And when he comes for his children, you don't want to be looking like an unfamiliar face to him. Um, you will face your decisions on earth when judgment day comes. If you love the Lord, please honor him on earth, you know, as you live your day-to-day -day life. Um, just like, you know, you may love your spouse, you may love your mother, you may love your father. And, you know, on days, you know, you may talk to your mother every day, you may talk to your dad every day. Uh, you know, on their birthdays, you honor them. Um, or on a regular basis, you may you may honor them when you're around them. So just like you honor those you love here on earth, you need to be loving and honoring the Lord as well as you are on earth and you know not waiting because you will never know when your judgment day will come um, live for him keep his commandments read your Bible so that you can face the spiritual warfare of this earth and um, I want to mention you know God loves us he wants us to live in peace on earth and in heaven do not think of serving God as work as something that you have to um, you know you should be comp compelled and you should feel the conviction in your spirit to do it but you don't want to think of it as something like your nine-to-five job where you know you may be do you may be doing hard labor you may be doing something that's like oh, I don't really want to be here but I have to God wants good mm. things for us 
God wants all good things for us. It's the things of the world and the things of the earth that are not of him that bring um, turmoil, that bring, you know, spiritual unrest, depression, anxiety, those type of things. God does not bring those things. God gives good gifts um, that also bring no sorrow. Um, think of when you're serving God, you're reading your Bible, going to church, um, speaking on God to others, and just spreading his word, the goodness, his grace, um, the word of the kingdom. Think of it as a token of appreciation for all that he has done. Just think of it as a token of appreciation because Jesus already died on the cross for us, man. So it's, you can never get as close as something as serious as that to show your appreciation. So all he wants from us is, you know, us to honor him, you know, make a valiant effort. We can't be perfect every single day. You know, there's going to be days where we're going to feel, um, you know, we're going to feel that spiritual warfare, but that's why it is important to read your Bible. So that way you can come when those attacks come, the battle is not yours. It is the Lord. And when you know what God has promised you, when you know the word, the enemy, he, He's going to try to get to you because you're God's people. We are God's people. But um, when you know the word and you know scripture, you can, you know, you can, you won't be facing that battle alone. And you can be more at peace with the things that are thrown at you because the weapons will form, but they will not prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so, you know, think of serving God as a token of appreciation for all that he has done. You know, all he wants us to do is, you know, keep his commandments, serve him. None of the things that, um, you know, God wants us to do are, you know, bad for us. They can all benefit you, you know, in some way. Uh, and they all will benefit you in some way. Uh, yeah, so think of serving God as a token of appreciation for all that he has done. Um, with any good things, comes trial and tribulation. So with any good thing, um, you know, people might think religion is too much work, being a Christian is too much work, or serving God is too much work, but with any good thing comes trials and tribulation. Uh, for those who love anything, you know, you shouldn't love money, but even for those who love money, you know, there will be times when, there's always going to be times when there's not enough money. There's always going to be times when money might not be able to rectify something, you know, when if you're not healthy inside, you know, illness, money can't fix illness. You can you can buy you can pay for a great a great doctor, you can get better care, um, than average, but you can't buy um you can't buy your health. You can't, you know, things like that. So for anything that we consider good, you know, comes trials and tribulations. So yes, just because we serve God, it's not an end all be all that we won't be, you know, having that spiritual warfare won't come to us, that the enemy won't try to, you know, knock us off and, um, you know, take us out of our place. But you just have to know that with any good thing comes trials and tribulations. That's, that's with anything. With a good marriage, um, you know, you're going to go through things. With a good job, there's going to be ups and downs. Um, so, you know, just keep that in mind. Don't just... Um, you know, just, don't just think of serving God as something that, uh, that's so, you know, that's so, um, like, 
oh, the pressure, or, oh, um, I feel like I can't, I won't be good enough, or I feel like this, I feel like that. You know, God just wants our best. Give a true, valiant effort, and, you know, He will come through at all times. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Amen. And, um, yeah, so... Just, cause, just because you face spiritual warfare and earthly problems as we are here on earth and in the world, um, the reward that we get from actually serving God while we're here and after life, um, after we're no longer in the world, on the earth, in the physical, um, the reward from our lower holds much more weight than... Um, yeah... The, the reward from God holds way more weight than, um, you know, than anything else that can, uh, any other good thing that could come from. Like, when you're, when those who are living in the world and serving the world and doing worldly things, being a worldly person, doing things of the earth, um, there may be rewards, but, um, the rewards from our good Lord hold way more weight than any reward that the world could give. And you will be rewarded for your work on earth when it is judgment day for you. Amen. So to close out this evening's um, Bible study, I want to close out with um, John chapter 15 verses mm-hmm. 5 through 10. John 15, 5 through 10. John 15, chapters 5 through 10. And those who are turning, just let me know once you're ready. John chapter Was everyone able to turn in their Bible? Are you already? Uh, yes. Okay, already. So, John chapter 15, um, verse 5, that's where I'm going to start at. And this is Jesus speaking. Um, I am the vine, ye are the branches. <coughs> Excuse me. He that abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, 
ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I wanted to close out with that verse. And um, I did want to just offer a just offer two verses for those who are listening who may be new to their walk with Christ or just need a little just a little something. And those verses are um this chapter uh, so Psalms eighty six verses eleven and thirteen. And this is just something that you all can read to yourselves. Um, I'm just offering it as because it, it is, they are verses that you know I really felt in my spirit when I first um, read them, and when I was you know really in the process of returning my life back to the Lord and serving Him. Um, and again, that's Psalms 86 verses 11 and 13, and I'll just read them real quick. So to start with verse 11, um, it's, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. In verse 13, For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered me, thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. So I think those two um, verses are, you know, good verses to read and just kind of go over and keep in your spirit um, when you are, you know, returning your life back to the Lord um, and, you know, you're deciding not to participate in ungodliness. Um, and just to kind of close out this evening's Bible study, I am going to close out in prayer. We're going to bow our heads. Dear Father God, I come to you to say thank you for allowing me to provide um, this Bible teaching this evening. I pray that you please allow my words to be interpreted properly as you uh, as you would love them to be interpreted by your children, especially those who uh, who are returning their lives back to you, Lord, mm-hmm. and deciding to take a stance in uh, going against their ungodly ways. Please deliver those who are feeling like they're stuck in worldly nature and living in the world and living in sin. Please deliver them mm-hmm. from the bounds to uh, their sinful ways. Please deliver them from the bounds of evil. Please allow them to return their lives back to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And um, please bless your children to be convicted and know when to repent of their sins, Lord Jesus. And may you forgive them for the things that they have done and make them brand new. And please restore them in your almighty name. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I thank you. Bless you, Father God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. That was Evangelist Reed.
with her message today on decided ungodliness. I pray that you were blessed. And I pray that the Holy Ghost cover you until our next session. In Christ Agape, Apostle Reddick.